From the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, June 30th, 2017, and it's the Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang. I'm back. I'm excited to be back. I think we're supposed to say that. You're oh, back. Oh, yeah, that's right. And here with me in our Orlando studios, Eddie Big Cat Coffolds. <laughs> You're back. It has been a month since I've seen you. I know. I don't like it. We got a whole lot of catching up. I mean, today. I don't like yeah. that it's been a month since I've seen you. I like seeing you. <laughs> I was confused. Yeah. My insecurity <laughs> took option B. I, I, uh, he was deeply wounded for about five seconds there. Over five there, seconds. On the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, my brother, Chandler String. Oh. On the Skype line from Loverly in Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And our guest host joining us for the show this week, back with a vengeance, John Christ. Get out of here, man. John. What's happening? <laughs> so good to hear your voice, man. Where are you right now? Man, I don't want to brag, but I'm in uh, Overland Park, Kansas. Dude. Ooh, Kansas. Everybody about Kansas City is like, oh, Kansas City. Yeah, huh. they have that. No, no, no. That's no. somewhere else. No. Oh, isn't that close to? No, no, no. Isn't oh, cool. Kansas City. He's on the well, Kansas you know, side, too. Dude, I, I flew into the airport and, you know, because I, I, you know, I travel pretty much for a living. I flew into the airport and I landed and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this airport. I remember this airport. I've been here before. And then I. I went out to the rental car place and I realized I'd never been out of that airport. Like I've been on layovers, but I never left it. Yeah. Right. That's what Kansas City the normally only thing, is. The only thing I know about Overland Park, Kansas is an episode of um, a teenage mom was based there that I caught once. So oh, I, teen mom. Te- right? I think yeah. it's teen mom. Yeah. Teen teenage mom, mom is, a, is the, the low budget spinoff yeah. on VH1. It's yeah. That's more, of a, that's more of an indictment on you, Cameron, not Kansas City. Yeah. <laughs> they do have that on their welcome sign when you drive in. Overland Park. Welcome to Kansas once, City, home of teenage mom. Once featured on <laughs> teen mom. <laughs> of Teenage Mom Season 3 Episode 14. Yeah. Lots of them actually. There's just like a little ticker. We're, yeah, we're not talking about actual teen moms because the city is littered with them. Littered, we're littered. Not talking about the They're just deeply proud of their teenage mother population. We're coming out hot in the podcast on teen pregnancy. John's like, hey, I still gotta be here. What, so. are, you, what are you doing in Overland Park, Kansas? Why are you there? Man, dude, you know what? I'm at a, uh, I'm at a, a pastor's conference, dude. Oh, oh! What do you do at a pastor's conference? Yeah. Just be are you hilarious? sharing? Are you are for you... the second time? I don't want to brag. And no, uh, dude, what I do for a living, Cameron, is not called sharing. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> are you sharing? <laughs> but that's like the cool way of saying like pe- yeah. preachers don't preach anymore; they teach. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they pull yeah. up the they pull up the chair or go Zach Morris style, flip the one around backwards, and kind of sit in it and get real. Have you noticed that every like mega church has a bunch of like teaching? pastors on staff yeah. when did that start happening because the main pastors got lazy and so they started delegating <laughs> yeah teaching hey. pastor is the new vp it's like <laughs> yeah. yeah you know it's just a title i don't care it's, it, it, if for some reason the main pastor gets sick or something no. teaching pa- otherwise teaching pastors is kind of wandering the halls he's yeah. just doing he's just checking up on the congregation i think yeah i love i love uh cameron's second indictment mr i haven't been on the podcast in a month but yeah the other pastors are getting lazy man yeah. <laughs> first of all i haven't seen 
between Eddie and a month, <laughs> right. I only missed one week of the podcast. Eddie's oh, okay. been, Eddie's oh, been slacking. Oh, yeah, I barely every, show up. Every year, I miss one or two shows, right. and Jesse fills in as host. Yeah. Right. I yeah. don't listen to it because it's I don't, a train wreck. Yeah. I don't want to know if it's horrible or yeah. way better. It was a podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> by definition, we got it, we got it out the door. It, happened. it was a full MP3 file uploaded to the cloud. In that, it was a show. John, I, I have two questions for you. I have two yeah. questions for you real quick, man. The first one is, you know, you it was, uh, um, uh, what, I, I guess a month or so since you were first on. Has it just mm-hmm. been a life-changing experience for you? <laughs> yeah, what's it been like? Been on an episode? Yeah, it's weird. Like, well, like walking through the airport, usually people are like, hey, dude, from the uh, Church Hunters video, or hey, dude, from the uh, Road Rage in the parking lot. And now everybody's like, Hey, you're from the relevant podcast, which is, which is weird because it's audio only, but they still recognize me visually. Which is <laughs> two, two. Are you basically a rock star god at a pastor's conference? Yes. You've got to be. Yes, you have. Your the Venn diagram of your life has crossed into every single other area of pastor world. Like I have to imagine that when you get off stage, it's like Beyonce or something. You go into disguise and, and find your way out. He's, of he's on the relevant podcast. He shares at pastors' conferences. You're a Chick Fil A owner operator. You're everything. (laughs) It's uh, well, it's strange because the pastors' conferences. It's kind of like when I go to pastors' conference and I want to go to like uh, like teachers kind of like associations. It's like I am I am like verbalizing all the thoughts that all these pastors and teachers have had about their kids or about their congregations, but (laughs) they kind of can't say it for whatever reason. But I can kind of. I'm like. I don't even know how this happened, but like, they're like, Oh, he's a comedian. He's allowed to I'm like, I am. Okay. All right. Well, like, they're like, it's say all the things that are like, everybody's kind of like scared to say. And then they're like, thank you, dude. And then they're like, well, we can't usually the pastor's like, I'm not really going to share this video, but they'll just like message it me privately. Like, dude, it's hilarious. But, but you get a really special kind of laugh with that group. Cause it's not like the, Oh, we're shocked laugh. It's like the cathartic laugh. Yeah. Like, yeah. hundred like, percent. Oh, it's like, dude, thank you. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know where you came from, but I thank you, man. We needed this. Yeah. yeah. Those people thank you. Everyone in the church has been wondering what the teaching pastor does and everyone's petrified to say, thank right. you. For <laughs> because in truth, that guy preaches two times a year and then, leads a marriage thing like once a year and he's full time so help me understand him dude i love it yeah but but you can't have too many you gotta be you gotta be big big to have a teaching pastor though you know oh yeah big deal it's like i think it's the first extra hire now because i think they they start up the church right and that was a lot of work you know, mm-hmm. that, that year yeah. or two, they're working long hours. The first time it grows to where they can hire another pastor, teaching, teaching pastor, pastor, they're going to kick it, it back for a little bit. But the reason is, is because they used to hire associate pastors, right. but that was just code for you don't get to get on stage. No. Yeah. You, yeah, there's no associate. <laughs> good point. There's no associate pastors anymore. Right. No. Yeah. They're, you, they're gone now. They, head up, they, head up, they have a pastor over like the youth. They have a pastor yeah. over like the yeah, outreach. No associate. Oh, dude, I never thought about that. Yeah, because, I never had, yeah. And the teaching yeah. pastors are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Sunday after Thanksgiving, Memorial Day yeah. weekend, that's <laughs> the ones they get. They get to be called teaching pastor. So that Jesse, then, Jesse wants a new title now, probably. Jesse yeah. is my teaching podcast pod- teaching yeah. pastor. Te- yeah, teaching, <laughs> teaching podcaster. Can I, can I just say, here's the thing. Let's just be honest. I'm not calling out teaching pastors right now, but you're, you no. are one step above of the pastor recording a video on before his way out of town to play oh, in the middle of a sermon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that the teaching pastor 
Pastor. So we're just going. Because we've had those too. If you're not big enough yeah. to have the teaching pastor, but it is like the Fourth of July weekend, you know, and it's clearly the pastor, you know, did this in his living, this whole sermon in his living room. It's terrible. Yeah. He's just totally winging it the whole time. And that's a, yeah, dude, I never even heard of that. That's that's one step no, yeah. ab- ab- below. <laughs> hey, we have a we have a great show today uh, coming up later. We talked to Cold War kids. They are in the uh, new issue of Relevant. They have a great new album out. I'll be honest. I loved Cold War Kids back in 2010. Kind of thought, been there, done that. But the new album is phenomenal. I mean, yeah. so if you've not heard them for a few years, uh, this one's worth paying attention to. Oh, yeah. uh, it's also, you know, the uh, July 4th holiday. Oh, yeah. So it's time for our annual installment of Indie Rock Band or Firework. One of my yes. favorites. So that's coming up later. And John will be playing against Eddie. So this is a... Uh, and John, just to preface you on this, I am incredible at this game. <laughs> It is strange. Oh, this is an impossible. He's game. He's a savant. <laughs> He's a savant. It's really weird. Uh, oh, it's, it's, the no. game is basically we will we will say Jesse will say a name and and the thing you have to guess is that the name of an indie rock band or is that the name of an actual firework that you can buy down at the the tent like yeah, the you, black you can buy. I'll, I'll give you the, for anyone interested. They can buy these fireworks online. You know, Cameron, I didn't tell you, but just for research for putting this game together, uh, I I'm expensing quite a, a number of fireworks to my home that I need to so expect that. It's, a, it's about uh, $2,400. So, For example, uh, Amex literally called me to, to uh, thinking it was a fraud thing. So there you go. Yeah. Now I understand. Okay, it's quick, just Jesse. Quick example, John. What is a Cold War kid? A Cold War? That's a band. Well done. You well were paying done. attention. <laughs> Could have been a firework, though. It's yeah. actually okay. both. All right. All right. That would have been a very disappointing firework. Yeah. Right. Also, dude, this is, I don't feel like regionally this game is fair because a lot of states we have listeners that don't have access to fireworks. So what about them, dude? You're you, can, them. you can always drive right over the state <laughs> line to Overland <laughs> Park and get your fireworks. I mean, every state abuts a state that sells fireworks. Oh, yeah. Overland Park, they have uh, All the, very loose firework policy. And I'll say this. I, I, don't, like, I don't like making long drives, uh, transporting illegal things over state lines from a bad oh, yeah. experience I had one time um, that I won't get into here. But I'll say this. There's a lot of good fireworks on the dark web. I'm a big dark web. <laughs> what does that mean? You can buy them on the internet? <laughs> I can't believe that you can. Technically, you? technically, I'm not. I'll say this, John. Here's how the little loophole. Technically, I'm not buying fireworks. I'm buying paperweights that just happen to be made of gunpowder. Wait! Oh <laughs> my! You can't ship those. Dude. You can't ship those. There's no way you're finding fireworks on the internet. Oh man! The UPS oh, driver is just walking up to your house, and he's just like sweating, and his hands are the shaking. The UPS truck is already like a tinder box. It's nothing but cardboard, <laughs> and I packed him with fireworks. Um, all right, listen. Before we get to, in case you missed it, it's big news in the Christian comedy world. Uh, just this week, Mr. John Chris released another video. Oh yeah! And, oh, and so his, what is this? His I wasn't aware of any Christian comedy world. I believe, so. I believe it's you. His, his, uh, his, uh, yeah, his world of one. He's a market leader in an industry of one. Um, uh, it's called Millennial Missionaries. The Millennial Missionaries. Did you guys see it? It was painful. He hates it when I do this, but I'm going to play a clip with him on the line. Here it is. It was painfully right, just so you know. Here it is. Hi, guys. Quinn and Kylie here. We are so excited to announce our next trip. It's a mission trip. Our next mission trip. We are going to serve humbly 
the scuba instructors here in Aruba. <laughs> We're so honored. So honored. A lot of you guys have asked, why Aruba? Yeah, we actually came here on our honeymoon. Yeah, and we were out on the pier oh. having the sunset dinner. I was about to pick up the lobster and dip it in the butter. And we so just good. looked at each other and we just felt like God had called us for, for such, such a, a time, time as, as this. this. We've had so many God moments while being here. You believe. Oh, the cabana oh. boys. Oh, the golf caddy. Yeah, the parasail guy. I had a heart-to-heart -heart conversation with the guy I rent the jet skis from. Oh, babe, I want to hear about mm -hmm. that. So good. When when moments like that, we just know that we're here for a purpose. Yeah, for but sure. Oh we can gosh. relate to missionaries all over the world where we say it hasn't been without its share of persecution. I, I won't play the whole thing. Oh my thing. gosh. You know what? Of all the things that were hilarious about that, one of the things got, what's the woman's name that was doing, doing it with you, John? That's uh, Beth Pilgrim. Oh man. All her little tags started with yeah. yeah. Like, and it was just like oh, the yeah. completely... <laughs> Like the complete tag on of the pastor's wife in the welcome video at the beginning of yes. the, at the website. Everything was just like, yeah, we're just really excited. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Hey, I just gave you a little thumbs up on the YouTube. There you go. Oh, Boom. thanks, buddy. Just added another I, one. I, I got. I got. There was two things that jumped out. I texted John about this video last night when I, when I saw it drop. But my favorite <laughs> thing about it was uh, one <laughs> that uh, the 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 sweet Panama Jack outfit you got going. Oh, on. It's, oh it's, it's, I was just on the <laughs> Caribbean. Cruise myself, you are in perfect attire. That's all I'm just saying. Right. The yeah. the right. other thing is too. At one point, I think you're seen driving a red Dodge Viper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I probably my favorite part about the the videos. I don't like to film them or do the editing or all that. I, I'm I'm big into writing the scripts and props is what I'm all about. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> well, that's what makes it, man. A it Dodge was, Viper. Uh, no, oh, it's not Dodge Viper, is it? It's a, no, it's a Corvette. It's a Corvette. Yeah, yeah, it's a convertible okay. red Corvette. That you <laughs> please John, on please your... tell me that's your actual vehicle. Please tell me. <laughs> I, no, that's not my actual vehicle. I actually rented it from, uh, there's like an Enterprise Exotics in Los Angeles that I rented it from. And, but then I had it for like two days and I was just like, Man, I feel like that guy driving this thing around. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. I was guy. like, I had the fedora, and I was like, well, I guess I'll just keep this fedora on. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can just become a different person. You're the guy who takes up two parking spots in his Ferrari, like at oh, an angle, sure. just oh, to yeah. make sure no one gets too close to that. Yeah, you don't want the door dings. I mean, well, I had, exactly. dude, I had the, uh, so I was driving it, and I, like, I, I needed to like merge late into like the uh, in, on the interstate to get into the to get in on to go west or whatever. And, you know, I'm, I'm in like a like a beat up, dinged up Honda Civic normally. So I feel like when I cut somebody off, they're like, oh, dude, he's on the struggle, man. That guy, I'm going to give him a break. That guy <laughs> needs it. But I did the same thing in the fedora and the Corvette. And I was like, oh, man. I had this like moment of like, this is what this feels like. Uh, you know, what's funny is, okay, so your videos are your uh, well-manicured public persona. It's your, it's your content. It's your career. I've, I follow you on Instagram and yeah. I, I watched a couple of your Instagram stories. So now it kind of like prioritizes yours. And so I see you a lot. Yeah. I've oh, noticed a little something watching your Instagram stories. That I didn't uh -oh. know about you. I'll tell you what it is. What? He's very good looking. Hey yo! Hi, there's, there's, that's, that's not what, what I noticed. That's what you texted me. But oh, anyway, okay. um, <laughs> no, I've noticed you're a little you're you don't work blue per se, but you go into territory that the public persona doesn't go into. You talk a lot about girls. You talk a lot oh. about the struggle of dating. Oh, oh hey yo! I like that. Yeah, I'm, I, I would embrace that for sure. I, I don't know if that uh, you I thought it was on, gonna, you were going to say something else. I'm trying to review you my story. On, like a 20 clip yeah. rant about. 
uh, your buddy having a men's volleyball game. I saw that. And like the whole like shirts, and no shirts, and why aren't girls there? I mean, yeah. How is that not relevant? <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I was like, I so, so showing a little more rounding out the man of John Christ is all I'm saying. I like just, so you were like, hey, I get these videos, but I want to know the real. That's him. what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. He's the real I John. like that you're a little more unfiltered on Instagram stories. Well, the okay. So my point was like any like women just get together. They like to just get together. Like, hey, like essential oils night or Tupperware. I don't know what they do. Clearly, yeah, I have no I idea. Don't what know. Yeah, I don't think you know what they do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but keep going. Like, <laughs> so, but like, I don't think I've ever uh, gotten together with guys ever. Have you? Well, like, oh, that's yeah, only, like married, only married guys want to do that. Oh, no, po- poker that's, night. Yeah, that's true. Every Wednesday night, I got a group of guys I hang out with, but I but yeah. they're all married. Oh, or, so or, they uh, need like the the escape kind of a thing. Uh, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. that's a, an explicit part of the whole night. Oh. We're like, put the so, kids to bed and run towards the brewery. So John, John's I, point in his rant. I will rant. say this to John's John, point. John's point in his rant was yeah. single guys want to hang out with girls in oh, groups. Yes. They want groups that girls are involved in. Right. Married guys want to hang yes. out in groups of guys. Right. No, that makes total sense. Okay. But, but I, had, I have, I, John, I kind of know what you're saying because I've had like, um, I've been like, when, when, when dudes that I know have organized like the guys night. You know, and yeah. I was like, dude, this is gonna be so fun. It ends up like the first 10 minutes, everyone's kind of high five and like, dude, this is so cool. You know, up, like dude, literally yeah. 15 minutes in, all the dudes are just kind of sitting there. And it's, a, it, uh, it is, it, it is a little awkward unless you're like actively like hunting a live animal or something. Well, like, well, that's, dude, dude, that's, I'm glad you said that because that's the other thing. Like, like if your church, like my church you used to do it all the time, like, why aren't, why isn't anyone coming to the men's retreat? Like, right. yeah. like, like, all right, we're going to do like super manly stuff. Well, you're not going to have a four wheeler for 400 people. Right. And they're like, we're going to like eat chili and like, what? Like, dude, this is, what are you doing? This is they're like, I don't, you want to come? I'm like, cause it sounds terrible. Right. And also like, let's just be honest. The content is always terrible at those things too. So like at yeah. night, there's always the speaker that's like a big deal in rotary or something. And he's talking yeah. about how like God told him to give away a bunch of money a couple of years ago. And you're like, uh, this yeah. is more boring. Than I've I clearly think. never been to a men's retreat. Oh yeah, I want yeah, to see. Like, all right, Cameron, perfect example. Yeah, well, has never been. Neither have I. Yeah, well, right. why? <laughs> I, I honest, if I was a pastor, I'd be like, "Here's a men's retreat. We're gonna get a uh, a case of Yingling light, and we're gonna sit out on the dock and not talk for a while. Done." Hundred, I, I, but guys. here's the thing, though. I've heard of the men's retreats <laughs> almost going south because, like, it, it 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 is so like awkward and a little boring for like ninety percent, and then there's like an organized basketball game, and oh, literally gee, oh, fights 100%. are breaking out between the elders because right. they just have all this pent up <laughs> aggression from how lame the men's men's retreat turned out, and they're just going bows down there. Oh, dude, that is hilarious. We should make a video, and then like, there's no like, obviously there's no food because like no one knows how to cook or like prepare, or maybe like one guy knows how to grill, but then there's no plates. Like, yeah. right. well, but, but, well, and then, and then the other thing too is like, depending on like how progressive it is, there's like, there's maybe like one guy who wanted to know if it's cool if he brought beer, but he wasn't the guy that wanted oh, to break it out, so he has it yeah. in his car, and he's like testing the waters the whole time. There's just like a lot of like touchy things with, the, or like the first, the first guy the men's retreat to say like a slightly 
silly, you know, off-color well, joke. He's like testing the waters because the other passers are there. It's just, like, it's, a lot of, it? it's a lot of interesting dynamics happening. <laughs> the psychology, the psychology of the men's retreat is very sophisticated. Well, and there's two, so there's two things to this. One, the guy that's doing that, that's like testing the waters, is the guy with the like regionally androgynous southern accent that just is sort of like the wild guy that you're but like, is he like, where did this guy come from? Is he kind from? of the newer Christian or is he one of oh, those yeah. old guys? Because I remember playing poker with a very famous <laughs> older Christian author once and the yeah. entire time he was regaling us with incredibly blue jokes. You're like, yeah. And I'm going... I can't believe he's saying this. You're like, you know, I thought you were. Oops. So is it like the old guy who doesn't care anymore right. at the retreat? Or Come is on. it like the new guy who just started coming to the I think church? It, I think it can be like playing poker with Philip Yancey. Or I think it's also the guy that's like got <laughs> quite a history. It wasn't Philip Yancey. Oh, it was Philip Yancey. I was Yancey. surprised because I was like, I already knew that Tim Keller was like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> the, but the other men's retreat, and this may be the most damaging, is the uh, a ton of repressed emotion retreat where all the guys were just looking for a place and like the first song they're crying and talking about <laughs> yeah. parents and feelings yeah. and their marriage is falling apart. And now it's like, Oh, Oh, oh I see. This and then everybody's like, like, everybody, this is a John Acuff joke, not mine, but everybody's looking at, mm, I wonder if it's porn. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh, John Acuff is the best. Dude, I, dude, I he was at, uh, he was at a Dave Ramsey conference. Rest in peace to that relationship. But, yeah, uh, well, like, uh, <laughs> this was probably, I don't know, five years ago. And I, I feel like I got the guts to like say a lot of thing on, say lots of stuff on stage. And he goes, he was doing his thing like before Dave Ramsey or whatever. And he had that ex- exact same thing. He's like, he said, couples should be, it should be uh, acceptable for couples to go to counseling. Hey, we're going to counseling. Everybody thinks in the back of their mind, mm, was it porn? Yeah, I was like, well done, dude. Oh, John, he's so funny. The, another uh, Instagram story that caught my attention a couple weeks ago was uh, y- you had gone on this whole thing. You were in the car. You were even driving while you were doing these clips and you uh, you were talking to, to girls. You were talking about the Instagram protocol of how you kind of stalk <laughs> yeah. whether they're dating a guy or not and oh, like yeah. and you're calling out the girls to just can you let it be clear to us like post a picture or something that clearly says that the relationship has ended or a cl- or one that's clear because you know we're clicking on the link to the guy and checking out yeah, his profile to see yeah. if you show up in his pictures and, and like and i'm sitting there listening to this going oh he's completely right i can't believe he's putting it out there like that i mean like everybody does it I, I also like yeah well so i'm somehow that's what the, the only reason that has like kept my like career like growing is because sometimes things are like across the line, but then I go, okay, well, am I, am I inaccurate? And they're right. like, well, yeah, I yeah. Mean, no, I'm right. like, okay, then. All right. You're then just saying a thing that's true that everybody feels too embarrassed to yes. say. And yeah, being exactly. funny but I, I think it's funny. Like the public John Christ is the Christian cultured kind of like, you know, nostalgia. I'm going to call out that. Yeah. The Instagram story. John Christ is single guy, John Christ. And he's talking uh, about I'm all on, the, I'm on the struggle. That's like real life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I like the authenticity, man. I like it. I like how like Instagram story is not public somehow. Like I'm pretty sure that's public too, but it's pretty public. <laughs> yeah. 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 You get, like, in the inside scoop, I guess. Well, I've been, I've been doing that on Snapchat for forever, but it's, I kind of just transitioned over to Instagram stories because they're yeah. way bigger. Hey, moving the show along, it's time for our look back at what happened this week in culture and entertainment. It's time for... In case you missed it. Uh, in case you missed it this week, uh, Mark Zuckerberg said he wants Facebook to become like a church. 
which maybe they'll have men's retreats, like Facebook men's retreats. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, he spoke at a Facebook community summit and laid out an ambitious vision for his social networking platform. Essentially, he wants Facebook to be a place where people come together to establish real community, accomplish yeah. great things together, and let leaders emerge who can influence followers to impact culture and society. And, and he cited an interesting example, the church. Uh, quote, he said, uh, people who go to church are more likely to volunteer and give to charity, not just because they're religious, but because they're part of a community. Uh, he's, he said he wants to give influencers a positive platform. Quote, a church doesn't just uh, come together. It has a pastor who cares for the well-being of their congregation, make sure they have food and shelter. Leaders set the culture, inspire us, give us a safety net and look out for us. Essentially, his vision is to get users plugged into communities curated by the Facebook algorithm to accomplish good together. He said, uh, we started a project to see if we could get better at suggesting groups that will be meaningful to you. We started building artificial intelligence to do this and it works. In the first six months, we helped 50% more people join meaningful communities. Um, Earlier this year, Mark met with a group of pastors who are, uh, quote, helping their congregations find deeper meaning in a changing world. And then he posted, um, he said uh, that the meeting was enlightening. It helped me understand just how important community is and how we're all just looking for something we can trust. We may come from different backgrounds, but we all want to find purpose and authenticity and something bigger than ourselves. Mark Zuckerberg, Mm. ladies and gentlemen. I mean, it sounds terrifying, but also like seems reasonable. So, so basically his vision is that the Facebook algorithm will replace pastors. Yeah. Well, I think it will replace replace teaching pastors or whoever, (laughs) whatever pastor's job (laughs) on staff it is to to, to the guy that's like, hey, you got a a quota to figure out like community group activities and you've used bowling three times this year. So start thinking outside the box. What's going to be rough is that all of these like North Point plants where there's teaching pastors everywhere, they just like the like the HR person sits them down and is like, hey, um, we're moving in a new direction with your job and they just slide a MacBook Pro across the desk. <laughs> and they're like, but the, the HR person is like on video conference or not even there. <laughs> right, right, right. It is, it is Facebook. I, I would like, I would, I would like to know the, uh, when Mark Zuckerberg sits down in the room and then one guy stands up and he goes, I'm a teaching pastor at so-and-so. And he goes, so, so what it, Explain to me what the teaching pastor is. I would love to know that conversation. Mark Mark Zuckerberg goes, what is it you say you you do do. here? (laughs) Because you preach 10 times a year and realistically it takes you two hours to write a sermon and 38 hours to Well, they only preach 10 times. It takes them way longer to write it. They're out of practice. So it takes them like a day and a half. I was giving them out of practice, but yeah. And they can can go to like, they can expense all these like trips for like inspiration for the sermon. Oh yeah. The little, the little cabin by the lake where they have to sit and write. No, they go to the obligatory like Compassion International trip. They're the church representative uh, on that oh, trip. And stuff yeah, like that. they're there. Yeah. They're yeah. all yeah. over that. Yeah. Uh, hey, in case you missed it, Derek Carr signed the biggest contract in NFL history this week and said he wants to tithe and give much of it away. Uh, the Raiders quarterback signed a five-year, $125 million contract, the highest ever. And during the press conference discussing the deal, he was asked what the first thing he was going to do with all the money was. Um, uh, Carr, who's an outspoken Christian, gave a pretty cool answer. Here's a clip. Uh, first thing I'll do is I'll pay my tithe like I have since I was in college, getting $700 on a scholarship check. Um, you know, that, that won't change. I'll do that. Um, yeah, you will. I'll probably give my wife something nice, <laughs> um, you know, even though she <laughs> begs me not to. She, she still gets coupons. Ever since, we, ever since I've known okay. her, she finds coupons. She gets online trying to find discounts yes, and all those things. And uh, none, none of that's sure going to change. The, the exciting thing for me, yeah, money-wise, honestly, is that this money's going to help a lot of people. 
Um, uh, you know, I'm very thankful to have it, that it's in our hands because it's going to help people not only in this country, but in a lot of countries around the world. Um, and that's what that's what's exciting. To and me. I'm just really excited about our private chef who I feel like we can now give a raise to. And <laughs> yeah, like he's wow, Eddie, you're really throwing some shade there. Wow. Man. Oh, I think, Dang, he, oh I think he's great. But also, I don't think he realizes the money yet. Like, it's going to change you. But I'm glad his wife searches for promo codes when she's checking out at Groupon or whatever. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to thank Derek Carr for making... You, you already, okay, people like Derek Carr already make, like, normal people... Like, take religion out of this. They, he makes normal people look terrible... Like, normal dudes look terrible anyway. Like, well, he's a professional athlete. He's good-looking. Yeah. He's fit. He's charismatic. He's doing things that, like I said, I spirituality he aside. And now, not only is he better at playing football than... Every Everyone else on earth, you know, at his position almost, he's a better Christian than people that are full time like pastors and stuff. Like, he's just making us all look bad. So, I don't don't know. My approach to him is pure resentment. All I know is he said he started tithing in college. What about youth group? I mean, some some of us gave in youth group too, man. That's true. I don't know. You know, Cameron, I was thinking, all right, so if he's the one thought that came to my mind is if he was tithing in college, then you're classifying that as income, which is now an NCAA violation. Yeah. Boom. Ooh. I think, no. I think he, was, he spent four years living in sin, if you ask me. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so Jessica, now he's probably like, and also, I'm pretty sure once you announce that you're tithing, then your reward has been uh, seen on earth. That's what I'm saying. All right. <laughs> that was kind of the real point I didn't want to say because I thought it was too mean. But that was a really good point, John. <laughs> and, and can I be honest? Like, if I okay, if I'm planning a men's retreat and it's got to be like professional athletes, you know, yeah. like this is men retreats. That I'm. This is I, Derek Carr, Tim Tebow. You know, those dudes, they're not invited because I want guys who are distracting us from actual ministry time the whole well, time. They I are, feel like those guys are going to dive right in. You know? They are invited, but it's but he's part of the planning, and you're just like, okay, so who's going to be renting the four-wheelers? <laughs> or should oh, we all hey, just... Derek, you want to cover that? Should we yeah. all just get a four-wheeler? Should that be like the going-home gift? I don't know. Well, who could cover that? I wonder if... I wonder oh, if... Oh, you know, there, there's always... The speaker at the men's event is always a sports guy or a military guy. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> they are. They're going to be an alpha. You're, You're not going to sure. get a guy yeah. like me up there that's just like, I don't know, I kind of wrestle with insecurity. I feel like I'm probably more of an artist than anything else. And no, can, no, I, no, can I be honest? Like the, other reason, the other reason I don't like going to men's retreats is because I don't like getting yelled at and reprimanded for being for being like a class clown at the age of 34. Like, yeah, right. like, yeah. for like 20 years ago at the youth retreat, it was fine. Now, it just feels a little weird to have that military guy <laughs> yell at me during the, his little sermon for making right. a few jokes or intentionally distracting people. Yeah. I, the other part I don't like about men's retreat is that you always have to play sports as a part of it. Like, always like, sports. Yep. And I'm like, I can't do anything. Like, I literally can't play any sport that's not like I can't be passive. play racquetball. Yeah, but they're not going to have a racquetball court or like <laughs> out, now that like, campground. Yeah, yeah, like Broken Canoe <laughs> Retreat Center. Like, it's just like <laughs> that's a good point because maybe like it, if in all the uh, all the growth we've had as a society, church men's retreats are still like the uh, 
let's cook meat and like chop down trees. Like that's kind of an antiquated <laughs> idea of a man. Is right. it not? Because what yeah. about like five of us just gathering, gathering around in a circle and making jokes for two hours? Yeah. Because yeah. here's the thing. I get stressed out watching like naked and afraid and survivor <laughs> much. If I'm going on a retreat, the point is to make me less stressed out. You know, like yeah. I don't want to be uh, sleeping yeah. in places where I'm afraid uh, of being attacked by something. Am I gonna, am I, I think gonna... all, I think all four of us could say that as, as well, I don't know. I mean, for sure me and Cameron, but, uh, as it isn't the most insecure you ever get is when like a group of men are talking about something manly, like fixing the truck or like starting a grill or like yes. something. And you have no idea, but you're trying to overcompensate. <laughs> hey, why'd you throw me into that? I know how to start a grill. <laughs> hey, camera. I know you can relate to this big time. <laughs> how skinny your jeans are, dude. Come on, man. No, no, I can relate to it. I don't feel very manly in this situation. Yeah. 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 All. Right. <laughs> hey, in case you missed it, making a murderer's uh, Brendan Dassey just won another massive legal fight. An appeals court has held up a ruling by a federal judge that effectively overturned his conviction in the sexual assault and murder of Teresa Halbach uh, more than 10 years ago. He's been in prison for more than a decade. Uh, the new panel of the U.S. Uh, court of Appeals for the Seventh Circuit agreed with a lower court judge who ruled last summer the prosecutors had coerced him into his videotape confession, which was played on the show, and he uh, later recanted. The judges wrote, because of the uh, cumulative effect of these coercive techniques, the leading, the fact-feeding, the false promises, the manipulation of his desire to please, the physical fatherly assurances, um, as investigator Mark Weigert touched his knee, etc. No oh, reasonable man. court could have any confidence that this was a voluntary confession. Uh, state officials in Wisconsin say they will once again appeal the decision, meaning that it's unclear if you'll be freed from prison. That's what the speaker does at men's. Con- it touches your knee. Like, how's your how's your marriage? He's and, trying to get you to confess to the porn. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you're just you're just weeping. You're you're, just yeah. weeping. You, you recant later to how's yeah. your heart. Yeah. How's your heart? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll literally say anything to get your hand off my knee right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, in case you missed it uh, this week, Trevor Noah delivered a heartbreaking and powerful reaction to the Flando Castile verdict. Uh, the shooting drew international outrage after an officer was found not guilty in the uh, shocking killing of Castile in front of his young daughter and his girlfriend. After being pulled over, he informed the officer that he was legally carrying a firearm. Seconds later, he was shot multiple times, even though a video showed him calmly compiling, uh, complying with the officer's commands. Uh, Trevor Noah's commentary about police violence against black people in America, videotaped interactions with the police and the criminal justice system is powerful, poignant, and totally heartbreaking. Here's a clip. It broke my heart into a little pieces. Like... I thought of every joke people make about, oh, the most confusing day in the hood is uh, Father's Day. People don't know where their parents are. Ha ha, black dads, black. That's a black dad that's gone. That's a child that grows up not knowing what it's like to have somebody in their life. Like, you watch that video, and you know, you know what's, what's the most painful thing is for years, for years people said that there's a simple solution to police shootings. Just give the police body cameras, film everything. And there'll be no question about what happened. Yeah. And black people have already taken that initiative, right? Thanks to cell phones, every black person has a body cam now. Black people have been saying for years, just give us, just give us an indictment. Just an indictment. You know what? Just, just get us in front of a jury. Just in front of a jury of our peers, of our fellow citizens. We'll show them the video, the evidence, and then they will see it and justice will be served. Mm. And black people finally get there 
And it's like, wait, what? Nothing? Jeez. You hear the stories, but you, you watch that and forget race. Are we all watching the same video? The video where a law-abiding man followed the officer's instructions to the letter of the law and was killed regardless? People watched that video and then voted to acquit? Man. I, I, I'll say one thing about, <clears throat> uh, I mean, I, I think his commentary on the shooting and uh, is, you know, speaks volumes. But one thing about Trevor Noah and The Daily Show in general is the more I watch Trevor Noah deliver these types of commentary where he's not even making, it's, there's no effort to make a joke. Like yeah. The Daily Show is yeah. a comedy show, right? It's on Comedy Central. It's, you know, satire. I feel like when Trevor Noah first took over from Jon Stewart, I didn't really like the show as much because I didn't think he's as funny, but I think he is at times more articulate and even smarter than Jon Stewart. I, I've read some of the things he's written. I've read some of his book. I've read other interviews. I think he's a brilliant guy, and I think yeah. eventually he's going to be like... <clears throat> Uh, you know, uh, 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 like a cable news commentator that happens to have a past in comedy, but I, I don't think he's as funny as he is smart, but I do think he's a brilliant and uh, articulator and a commentator. The tough thing about what he was touching on and a lot of that is so confusing about these verdicts that are happening is a lot of people don't realize the law as it regards to these shootings is different than a normal shooting. Um, what the law is for a police officer to get, um, he wasn't, you know, there's no question that the officer shot an innocent man. I mean, right. there, there's no question. Yeah. The video the showed guy that. wasn't committing a right. crime. Right. Yeah. The, uh, the, but the reason why he, he wasn't convicted of murder is that the, the, the standard, the law for an officer to be convicted of murder is that there has to be proven an intent a prior intent that the officer sought out that person to murder that person. Not did he shoot so there them. has to be premeditation as a premeditation part of the- is the law. So yeah. what we need to do as a society isn't get, I mean, we need to be outraged about this, but this is not, not to be outraged at the jury who gave that thing. They actually followed the law. We actually need to see the law oh, yeah. changed. Yeah. It's the law that is, is actually at fault in this right now. Mm. But and they, that's but why he, it's happening all over the country because they read the verdicts and read what they are actually doing. Yeah. And the jury is actually abiding by what they're asked to do. And it is unfortunate. And there's no question that these officers are at fault and they're killing innocent people in these situations. And of course, this is a very minor sliver of law enforcement. Yeah. I'm not indicting all law enforcement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but the, the law itself actually needs to evolve. The law itself needs to evolve mm. to, to account for these situations where there is no excuse for this murder. There is well, no excuse for him to be shot. And there needs to be some accountability for these situations. And the law doesn't provide that accountability right now and it needs to change. Mm. The, so, yeah. the, the other thing too is like de-escalation needs to be part of training where the, this this situation was escalated by there was nothing to de-escalate but you know if you watch it the other thing that's so startling and shocking about this video in it in addition to watching you're seeing an innocent man getting you know shot to death in front of his daughter yeah. and girlfriend is that the entire time he was acting calmly his girlfriend who witnessed the the father of her child and her boyfriend getting shot multiple times and dying in front of her, remained composed, 
throughout the entire i mean obviously she's devastated and upset but she's saying sir she's saying please help get help you shot him why did you do that he was reacting she's the one attempting to de-escalating the officer on the other hand is i just effed up what the f did i do my life is now effed like he's the one who isn't composed and like he's the you know there needs to be a training where things can be not just de-escalated, but not escalated in the first place if there's not a problem. That's, you know, it's it's just a shocking, terrible thing, but it does illuminate problems that hopefully, systemically, there's a path to correction to. John, do you have any jokes you'd like to make now? (laughs) You're like, Chris has gone oddly silent. Is he still like, oh. (laughs) Well, well, let me just say that one, uh, I've actually done a couple comedy shows with Trevor Noah, and he's the nicest guy in the world. Oh, that's... uh, You're always like, the guys that you think are cool on TV, you're like, man, I hope... Yeah. That guy is like, sometimes you meet the person that you love and he's like, he's like a jerk and you're like, ah, yeah. dang it, man. Yeah. I was hoping that guy's, that guy's the most sincere and uh, down to earth. Now, granted, that was like five years ago. So he might be the, he might be the man now. He still so, sounds yeah. pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I didn't mean, I wasn't like trying to throw shade about his like comedy, but I'm just saying like, I think he, I think his strength is on, especially on television. Maybe it's different yeah. on standup, oh, man. but he's, is delivering this type of commentary more than it is like, cause John Stewart, like John Stewart's whole bit was like, he would say a funny, he would read some funny news things and basically make like a grimacing funny face. You know, yeah, yeah. like that, that was his punchline. But I feel like Trevor Noah is finding his lane and it's yeah. not as like laugh out loud as it is like poignant to me, you know? to me though. You can't, I t- this is apples and oranges. I think, I think especially the state we're in right now, we need John Stewart. I mean, I mi- I miss his 100%, calling yeah, yeah, out, yeah. you know, yeah. it, it, it just craziness. Uh, I think Trevor Noah is a different tone and in yeah. a different lane and, and that's yeah. fine. But I, I, I actually really miss John. I like how somebody said, like there were you, I don't know who it was, but you guys were praising Trevor Noah, and you're like, one day this guy is going to be a cable news correspondent. I was like, wow, <laughs> dude, high aspirations. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, only good things ahead for him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for in case you missed it. Stay tuned. Up next, slices. to neil francis the song is back to what i know at the beginning of the podcast you heard future islands one of my favorite bands with uh north star well this week's slices segment is brought to you by graphic stock graphic stock has the largest unlimited download library of graphics photos vectors and illustrations with more than three hundred fifty thousand images and growing don't forget the downloads are yours forever even after your trial ends and they are all 100% royalty free. Uh, this month, Graphic Stock is launching its latest collection, Creator to Creator, with more than a thousand artistic and creative lifestyle images in their newest collection. They're featuring photos from creators just like you for your next project. I don't think they meant me. Uh, well, you're a creator. You're a sensitive creator. You, you, I am. You, yeah, there you go. 
We are giving away seven days of graphic stock so you can try it out and explore this new collection for free. Go to graphicstock.com slash relevant creator to start downloading and get started today. That's graphic stock, uh, G-R-A-P-H, for those of you who don't know how to spell. Uh, what, I see what I don't know. I think that's natural selection. If you'd go to graphic stock <laughs> with an F, F yeah. you don't just yeah. forget about it. Graphicstock.com slash relevant creator. Do I need to still spell relevant? Probably. People get that one messed up. R-E-L-E-V-A-N-T. Yeah. Yeah. Creator. To sign up for seven days and download whatever you want, including their new creator to creator collection. All there caps relevant. There, yes. I do that even in emails where I'm not talking to one of you guys. Still all caps relevant. I appreciate Company that. Company man. A little brand, brand alignment. Yeah. Uh, hey, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, so there was a recent poll conducted by the Washington Post and the Kaiser Foundation, and they have determined uh, how many, what percentage of Americans say grace before meals at least a few times a week. Okay, mm-hmm. so so in order, so a couple times a week, this percentage of Americans say grace. I want to go around and have guesses. John, starting with you, what do you think the percentage is? Wait, do, do I qualify it or you want me to just give you a number? Number. I, but yeah, number. Uh, I don't believe this to be accurate, but I'm going to say the number is probably like 70. I'm going. Okay, so I'm you, going, wait, wait, you're qualifying it by saying people responded in a way that wasn't honest. Uh, yes. Okay, so I'm okay. going to go. The honest answer is 2 to 4%. Yeah, I'm going to go 20%. Wow, none you of you think guys one out of five? Close. One somehow, out of five? Somehow, no, I think there's a healthy no. amount of lying. In your, and I, but in your mind, at a restaurant, you're looking around the room, you're seeing one out of five tables bowing their heads. At yeah, least a couple I times only, a week. I only... I observe this stuff. I see one out of a hundred tables bow their I heads. I only go to Panera on Sunday, though. Right. Oh, okay. So I'm a little <laughs> bit skewed. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> they give you a discount. Panera on Sunday gives you a discount if you visibly hold hands and yeah, pray. That's yeah, what yeah. I mean. Panera walks around. They see the heads go down. They come and give you a little coupon code. Yeah, they, yeah. they walk around and give you a little voucher for your next visit. You open your eyes, yeah. there's a bread bowl full of like cheddar soup, and, and you're like, fish. that's what I was praying for. A bread for. bowl <laughs> with like fish. Somehow, it actually, if you spend a certain percentage at Jason's Deli after church, they actually count that as part of a tithe. It's yeah. a whole thing my church has worked out. Yeah, they, uh, Derek, Derek Carr, a uh, uh, huge investor <laughs> in Jason's Deli. <laughs> it's 48%. Almost yeah. half of all what? Americans still say grace between meals. I, I don't believe that at all. Well, see, dude, this is the problem with that survey. It's because if you asked, if you asked me, I'm going to at least, that's like, I'm going to for sure lie. <laughs> yeah, if it's a face-to-face thing. <laughs> and I mean, you're trying to put your best face forward. Hey, how often do you say grace? I'm for sure making that up. Well, because <laughs> the girls, you know, that you're with, they, they you want to, like, look super spiritual in front of them when the, when the surveyor asks you, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I bow my head. You do want to? All right, this I don't I don't I'm, I don't want to get too dicey here, but mm-hmm. there's a there, there, Republicans have a different number than Democrats. Okay, of course. Of course. So what percentage of Republic? So first off, who okay. do you think is higher? So you're saying fifty fifty, basically forty eight percent. Okay, so then of but the you population of yeah, the whole population. population. But so then that's the median. So so uh, you got to squeeze the balloon. I'm going back to the Democrats, two to four percent. And then that means 98% of Republicans. Yeah, every single Republican or they're not a Republican and they can get out of this country. <laughs> That's right. I think 20% Democrats and then Yeah, every, yeah, every single Republican or they're obviously not a real You're Republican. You're saying 20 to 80? 20 to 80. 20 Democrats, 80 Republicans. Yeah. John, what, John, what's your guess here, man? Again, I'm, I'm so confused as to this survey. This number, the first question 
what is your political background? Second question, <laughs> like they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. Re- yeah, what are you? I'm Republican. Do you pray before every meal? Uh, yes. Like, is it a qualifier to? Yeah, I'm. <laughs> the next thing is, I guess it depends on the order yeah. that they ask the question. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, so, what's the answer? It's about a 60-40 split. Sixty-two percent of Republicans, forty-three percent of Democrats. Oh. <laughs> I wow. Don't, I don't believe that there forty percent of Democrats pray. There's no way. Can I give you I, just a little I, I don't know what I, are, maybe they're saying maybe these these you know liberals that are asked yeah. by the lame stream media, right. they're probably praying to some pagan god <laughs> before it. meals. That's what it is. <laughs> but my uh, my other thing too with like I think it depends on how frequently you eat out for the praying thing. Because yeah. I know for me, like I am not ashamed of my beliefs. You know, I'm on you know, I'm yeah. on a, a, a Christian podcast. But I don't want to make other people uncomfortable and there's like Nothing to me more uncomfortable than when a waitress comes up to the yep. table. Her hands are totally full. She uh-huh. can't look at the table because she's got all the drinks orders, right. you know, right. and because that's the first thing that comes out. The things that yeah. come out during prayer times are drinks. Always. And you may be with some, some people that, are, you know, elaborate drink orders. She's coming out hands full. She's not making eye contact. And she's like, okay, someone got the iced tea. Who wanted, you know, who wanted the diet? And she's doing, and she looks up and like everyone is holding hands praying. There's one person glaring back up at her judgmentally. Like, yeah. can't you the, see we're praying here? I promise you, you know? what she's not thinking is, hey, I want to join that team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I've just started T-bowing. I've, I've started T-bowing on the table. Like, I climb on the table, get to one knee, and I shout the prayer. I shout it. Kind of like a Braveheart moment. Yeah, and I, and I say, I want to break the sins of obesity and alcoholism in this town, and I glare at tables. I glare. I glare. I'm like, oh, oh, really? The blooming onion? That's that's not... How is that not gluttony? And I and I, and I I cast them out. It's, you know, usually it's about a 25-minute thing. <laughs> and as the, as the waiter is bringing a, like, one-gallon margarita with an upside-down Corona in it to your table and sitting it in front of you. <laughs> I'll, I'll get to that when I'm done, please. Yeah. Put the... Put Put the Corona reader right there. I'm gotta, in the middle of something. I got to say, I do I, like praying before dinner or before meals is just kind of the worst. And one of my kids, like every time we're like praying, I'll make eye contact with her. And you can tell we're both just sort of thinking like, this sucks, man. I'm so hungry. It's like a dog with a bone on your nose. Just <laughs> waiting. You're like, fine, let's See, get to it. Praying. Come on, <laughs> get to it! Can't, can't you? You can't hold the Rudy Tootie fresh and pretty for thirty more seconds, ma'am. I'm in the. I'm talking to God here. Okay. <laughs> and, and and I see someone with a little stingy with the whipped cream too. So I'll pray for you as well. Also, no tip. Also, no yeah. tip. Oh, also, yeah, you're definitely not getting a tip. So uh, I'm just saying, yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna show like we're believers, and that's a good thing, yeah. you're probably yeah, yeah. support that. Yeah. Please also tip well. That's all I'm saying. Hey, uh, what do you have, Eddie? Well, I want to just add a name to our hero file of people that I feel like just are incredible. This week, I want to add Carolina Williams from uh, Brentwood, Tennessee. Oh, she Brentwood, recently, halfway between Nashville and Franklin. Yeah, just down the right in the middle area there. there. And she yeah. is clearly very smart because she is applying to some very important Ivy League schools, one of which was Yale. Oh. 
Now, okay. the acceptance rate into Yale is 6.4%. It is hard to get into Yale, as you can imagine. And you have to write like 10 essays to get into that place. And some of them are short, little like 200-word essays, but they kind of cover the range of academia and how do you think and how do you write, all that kind of stuff. She wrote one essay, and this essay got her into Yale. The essay was titled, in 200 words or fewer, Write About Something That You Love To Do in which she wrote an absolutely beautiful 200-word essay on why she loves ordering Papa John's pizza every single week. The <laughs> essay of which I'm going to read you a little bit of is absolutely... You can, it's only 200 words. You can it's read only the whole be- thing. Yeah, it's absolutely beautiful, but it got her into Yale. That's crazy. Because the person that was reading it thought, well, it's so good, and it was so funny, and the person that was reading it said, I actually just ordered a pizza the moment I was done with it <laughs> to celebrate, of course, what did Carolina do? Ordered Order, Papa yeah, John's it, pizza. Yeah. And Papa John's heard about this. And I gotta say, I think the Papa John's response was a bit stingy. They like sent her some coupons for free pizza. What? I know. What? I'm like, they should have done like Panera free- does that if you pray. Yeah. For life, dude. <laughs> right. They should have really done that like free pizza while you're in Yale. Just yeah. once a yeah. week, we're yeah. gonna send you a pizza while in Yale. But That's they, crazy. You know, whatever. To each his own. But uh, I would like to read you a bit of her essay. The sound of my doorbell starts off high. Then the pitch mellows out, and the whole effect mimics an instrumental interpretation of rain finally finding a steady pace at which to fall. I have spent several minutes analyzing its tone because I have had many opportunities to do so, as one thing I love to do is order pizza and have it delivered to my house. When the delivery person rings my doorbell, I instantly morph into one of Pavlov's dogs, salivating to the sound that that signals the arrival of the cheesy, singular glory. It smells like celebration, as I love to rejoice a happy occasion by calling Papa John's for my favorite food. She is applying to Yale. It tastes like comfort, since having pizza delivered to my quiet home is a way for me to unwind. It looks like self-sufficiency, because when I was younger, ordering pizza made me feel grown up, and it still provides that satisfaction for my child at heart. And she concludes, accepting those warm cardboard boxes at my front door is second nature to me. But I will always love ordering pizza because of the way eight slices of something so ordinary are able to evoke feelings of independence, consolation, and joy. Carolina, congratulations on making it into Yale and for really breaking us all right now with your beautiful essay. <laughs> all right. What do you have, John? I, dude, I go back and forth on this. Uh, uh, it's in Los Angeles, but I saw it in uh, New York last time I was there in the newspaper uh, that... People are trying to get Columbus Day officially changed to Indigenous Peoples Day. Ooh, I feel down which with, is like I'm down with that, right? The only thing that that angers me about this is that there, granted, there's a lot of white guilt involved in this. Yeah, but uh, you know who's not waiting on a holiday to celebrate indigenous people? Like, <laughs> they're not like, come on, why can't we legalize a holiday? I'm, I, we need to party. Like it's the same thing with uh, with the uh, Redskins that they had this uh, the Indian mascot for forever, and yeah. everybody's like incensed about how they need to change their mascot to something less uh, offensive to the Indian community. And I saw the the tracker on uh, ESPN the other day, and it said in a in a survey of all Indian people and nations or whatever, it turns out that point zero three percent of Indians have a problem with the Redskins logo. Like the same, like they, white people think that they're trying to stand up for somebody by like 
this being the doing this noble thing, but the person that we think are harming are like, yeah, we got like. You also may have brought the first slice that none of us will comment on. We're like, yes, John, who said <laughs> that literally interesting th- slice. I'm literally no, thinking, no, real, but what I, would I, propaganda say to John right now? Interesting person who is a comedian that doesn't necessarily speak for relevant. <laughs> Tell me more. No, no, no but no, but I, I think like there is something to be, be said, even like with like, um, uh, you know, like churches that'll focus on like small little things and not like address like big glaring needs. Like, you know, if, you know, there's, if people want to like change the name of like a, a, a holiday or do, you know, like have more culturally sensitive, like, you, you know, mascots or things like that. Like, it's like, it has to be paired too with like actually reaching out to communities to do real things that, right. uh, you know, right. uh, affect issues that are affecting people's lives. Too, but I, I but I do have to be honest, like in the past five years or whatever, I have increasingly gotten aware of how yeah. odd it is that we have a Columbus day. Yeah, you know, number one, he didn't discover a number of the things, you know, history is not proven. He didn't actually discover a lot of things that he, the folklore says he did. And two, he really did actually usher in and th- those efforts ushered in a lot of the wiping out of indigenous people. And it was yeah. really a horrible, yeah. horrible thing. And yet we're yeah. like celebrating it. So I hundred percent agree. So yeah, you want to just do like, Hey John, what do you have? And I'll just say nothing. You want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is more an Instagram story material. Uh, you know what I'm John, that was a fun moment to watch. Here's what you didn't see, John, as you're like really like into giving your presentation. There's sort of like eye contact it. moving around. We're like, like how do we? Uh, how do we? I'm literally, do I'm literally thinking, what would propaganda say right how now? We, Let me try to like channel him so I can oh, give a man, counterpoint. Dude, I, I, I do like, though, I think that they're, to your point, Cameron, like here in Orlando, there was recently a Confederate statue removed. The weirdest thing in Orlando is we have this big lake in the middle of our city. It's where we do July 4th. There's a band shell. There's yeah. farmers it's markets like every weekend. Thing. It's a big park. Yeah. And you're walking around Orlando, Florida. There's statues or there's like art sculptures and stuff. Yeah. And then there's this random memorial to a Confederate soldier. Yeah, we weren't even right. in the Confederacy. It was the weirdest I, thing. Yeah, and yeah. it's just like you know what? Maybe we don't have to hear from everybody that's offended before we just go ahead and yeah. We just, just need to let's just, go ahead. Let's just let's, go ahead and let's do the right this. thing. We'll just you know what? Yeah. We'll we'll they lose took this. It and, they took it down. They moved yeah. it over to a, yeah. a graveyard. Let's put up a nice swan or something. Yeah. Just a, a lovely. <laughs> who is protesting that? You know what's the who's like the conservative? Leave them up. Literally you know, like, nobody. Maybe. It was the funniest thing. They, the city yeah. council kind of had a meeting. Somebody brought it up and it unanimously passed. And two weeks later, it's down. Like people are like, that's still up. Yeah, that's what the reaction was. (laughs) But but that day there were people out there with like Confederate flags, like waving it and saying, keep it up. Those aren't exactly the sort of people that go to city council meetings and know how government works. So no, 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 not at all. But it was still crazy. Most of those people are operating off off the grid. (laughs) (laughs) They just didn't hear about it. They're off the grid. What? Oh, yeah. Close, yeah. So close. there's just some certain things what you're saying, certain things that we should just do because society is yeah. in a different place. Like, let's now. just not call them the Redskins anymore. Like maybe maybe a lot of people aren't uh, upset about it. Maybe, you know, 8% are. Let's just change it. But, you know, there's a right and there's a wrong. And let's just go ahead and do the right thing. Anyways, I'm glad this is my last time on the podcast. (laughs) This has been been five white guys talking about very sensitive racial issues. (laughs) (laughs) Better do them slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Cold War Kids.
You're listening to Anna of the North. The song is Someone. This week's feature interview is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Uh, hey, do you own a company or work at one where they are hiring? If you're hiring, do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Finding great talent can be tough, I can tell you, for personal experience. Thankfully, with ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites with just one click. Uh, their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anyone else. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter gets a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. No more juggling emails or calls to your office. You can look at all the applicants and screen them and rate them and manage the candidates all in one place in their easy-to-use dashboard. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes, including our own, uh, to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. Right now, relevant podcast listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash relevant. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash relevant. One more time to try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash relevant. R-E-L-E-V-A-N-T. That's right. Hey, um, this next guest is actually in the new issue of Relevant, which is coming out this week. Now, normally, if you've been listening to the show for the last few years, we do a new issue preview segment. And um, instead of doing that this week, uh, because we had to do Indie Band or Fireworks, um, <laughs> because of that, we didn't have time to do a new issue preview. So I just want to take a second to tell you about the new issue of Relevant as I intro our next guest. Lecrae is on the cover. Now, if you get the magazine, you know that just under two years ago, Lecrae was on our cover uh, to opening up about his uh, life story and stuff. What is different about this piece is what's happened to him since then. Um, he's been speaking out, kind of putting his neck out there, uh, standing up for justice issues and activism and has had an unbelievable backlash because of that. He opens up about that. We talk about his new major label uh, album that's coming out this summer. Um, already the singles are hitting the top of the charts. It's an exciting time for Lecrae, but it's also a weird time. I mean, the fan base that he established for a decade is kind of turning his back on him and he's kind of, his faith has evolved and he's in a new territory now and he, it's a really compelling interview. You won't want to miss it. Also in the issue, we got Alt-J. They have an amazing uh, album out now. Um, we have our uh, uh, we have an article looking at how to avoid church burnout. We we talk about uh, climate change. It's summer. It's hot. Global warming is in the news. Paris and all that. Um, we talk about it from a Christian perspective and how we should engage that. Also on a worldview issue, we talk about augmented reality, uh, which is was a big part of. Um, the Apple talks and the new development stuff and where technology is going. And we look at that from a kind of a, hmm, is this the future that we actually really want? Or are we really looking at the moral and ethical implications of all this? Um, we talked to Eugene Peterson, which is an amazing piece. We look at the generational divide. We talked to Tony Hale, the Veep star. Veep is uh, just wrapping up and obviously the rest of development. Um, we have our summer loving guide. That was for Chandler. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and a lot more. Um, you don't want to miss it. It's out now. If you go over to relevantmagazine.com, you can see the entire issue. You can also subscribe there. Um, you know, it's the third issue of our redesign, which is bigger paper, thicker paper. We think you'll like it. Uh, substantial content. And obviously the front matter and stuff um, is always uh, compelling and fresh. Uh, I hope you like it. Go check it out. Relevantmagazine.com. The new issue of Relevant, the July issue featuring Lecrae on the cover is out now. Also in the issue is our next guest, Cold War Kids. If you remember, uh, we covered them back when they were first coming up, maybe in 2010 or so, and they really broke through in the kind of indie rock scene. 
And then, um, you know, when I heard they had a new album coming out, I got to be honest with you, I kind of thought been there, done that. And then I listened to it. Man, it's a good album. Yeah. Um, it's fresh. It's new. And um, man, Cold War Kids is back. Uh, good for them. So we talked to them. These guys are, are believers. And it's really cool to connect with uh, artists that um, have something more to talk about than just, you know, their new album. But there's something behind it. Um, it's a great piece in the new issue of Relevant. But it was a 45-minute conversation. So what you're about to hear is something that doesn't appear in the magazine. Without any further ado, here is... Cold War Kids. You know my mistakes. Is about uh, where the title came from you know I always like to kind of let a little stream of consciousness do the do the work and like uh, it came from a song that didn't end up making the record but uh, there's a line that said Los Angeles is divine and music is worship and I was as I often do was showing Mosk some of the some ideas and he said oh what you know what if the, I love that title LA divine and um, you know we've always kind of ended up doing like a three word title thing for everything and so I think like it just fit and then everything you know in the way that you just kind of wait and, and see how things coalesce around it and that became the kind of core of everything and you know I think it just there's sort of always been a lot of geography in Cold War Kids and, and I think you know that sense of place having grown up in Southern California and having you know in all different you know many different parts of it and also having you know spent the last 10 years touring all over the place I think there's like a I think we just have a unique relationship to LA and um, LA itself is, is something you know very different uh, very recently than it's than it's been before and um, yeah it just became like a you know a, a, a real a real intriguing concept for me the narrative for the record did did well i guess like how true to you was the narrative like in, in terms of like autobiographical or is it something that was more kind of a a story that was more metaphorical and if so like did you want it to have a happy ending or did you even know where the ending was going when you first started putting it together um, i mean yeah i don't know I, I guess i just want it to be true like when i think about what it means to be, for example, like a musician and and to be in a committed relationship. I think it's, I think one mistake a lot of people make is that like, I wanted to, especially like in Can We Hang On and, and, and So Tied Up and those songs, I think they show, and really again, part of the night, maybe it's, I don't know which one I guess is, it says it the most outright, but I think there's something like, part of the night is the idea that it's like, you have a, secret bond that kind of transcends time and place and, and actually the song Restless probably is maybe the best example of it is it's like you know to be chasing something 
that you know that you creatively is fulfilling for you or whatever you and, and also I think I think people often think about relationships as, as something that you have to settle and you know it's kind of either your dream or the settling yeah and I think the idea of, of having it both and dealing with all those sacrifices and all the absolute you know messiness and vulnerability I don't know I guess um, unorthodox kind of way that you stay together is is to me everything that's interesting you know yeah. and I always think like I, I'm not that interested in a love song that about someone who just met someone else or a one night stand or you know new love is is I, I think people are so bored of it you know I think yeah. some from like from Tinder to you know like every every magazine cover and everywhere you look like I I think you know people are regardless of where they're coming from are, are always more interested in something like what happens when you get past all that you know mm-hmm. and I think like as a culture we're struggling with like um, not wanting to sacrifice enough to get to that place but also really really wanting like deep deep intimacy and, and everything that comes with that and and how to get there and so I think I think that was on my mind somewhat too, you know, just wanting to, you know, in the context of a rock record and a pop record and all those things, you know, it's not it's not sheer poetry and it's not Leonard Cohen, but I do want it there to be, you know, some of those complexities of, of a, you know, a deeper side of relationship that's not represented as much, you know, on the radio or yeah. in, the, in the popular music, yeah. In the past, I know there have been hints of faith or spirituality at different points in songs. Did did that play into any of the the songwriting process at all for you this time around? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it always does. It always has. It's a you know a huge part of of where my head's at. I think, and yeah, I just I I discovered a writer, Richard Rohr. Oh um, yeah, yeah. He was one of those people that I read and I just the whole time was thinking I can't believe I no one ever told me about this guy after all these years and so I think that he um I mean it's, it's, so it's not, you're familiar with him yeah yeah for sure we we actually interviewed him probably two issues ago I think wow so. that's great I need to check that out yeah yeah um yeah I mean that book uh book falling upward had a huge impact and another book that was breathing underwater about like kind of the 12 step program and and I think uh you know as you know thinking about his work like it's it's so broad and so you know there's so much psychology and philosophy and spirituality and religion and so many things happening but you know those are all the things I've always been interested in and of course like I guess that's the beauty of any weird you know turn on the most kind of generic pop station and you will like find a lot of like you know philosophy and psychology and literature in it you know and I I guess that's what keeps us coming back to it so I guess yeah you know there's 
there's the Leonard Cohen on the one side and there's the kind of pop radio on the other. And, and, and it's, I guess in a way, yeah, I want to look to things like how do I take some of these like Richard Rohr depths, uh, or like in this case of LA divine, like, uh, the writer, John Fonte, like, you know, ask the dust and, uh, dreams of Bunker Hill and like his, his LA stories that are, you know, a hundred years old, but are very much the same kind of, you know, L.A. writer, uh, a writer in L.A. who's struggling with doubt and struggling with making it and struggling with how to be profound and struggling with vanity and, and the highs and lows that come with, like, finding God and, and losing him, you know, and just, yeah. like, all, all that stuff is in there. You want something more Cold War Kids. Stay tuned up next. Indie rock band or firework? listening to Lola Marsh. The song is Wishing Girl, which was Eddie's nickname in high school. <laughs> All right, it is time for our annual game, Indie Rock Band or Firework. Oh, man. We're playing the classic jingle that Chad made. Uh, Chad, won, Chad had a lot of strengths. Uh, jingle making maybe wasn't one of them. <laughs> that was just... And I think I'm going to go out on the limb and say that it, an indie rock band, to hear that level of distortion would make yeah. them throw up, I yeah. think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure. not, he picked the worst indie rock <laughs> band ever. Yeah, it's a banjo or something, dude. Not a, uh, yeah, like yeah, I yeah. think Fleet Fox is one. Okay, Jesse, you want to give the uh, rules, the ground rules for... for uh, for for the game and Jesse, I got to tell you, I'm already yeah. so in the zone. I'm not even going to be able to hear these rules. Like I'm, I'm just seeing zeros and ones right now. And he it's sings all, it, okay. Well, this listen, is for the benefit of the listeners and for John, who has not played before. This so is an audio John medium. is going to be playing. This is not Eddie. A you need to know what Eddie's looking like right now. He his his brow is sweating profusely. Yep. He's <laughs> he is beat red and he's staring intently forward at nothing in particular. Yeah, my my pupils are fully dilated. It's weird. I don't even blink. I don't is know that, what's happening, but his hair is starting to stand on. End. Yeah, and um, I only have a little tiny bit. So, of it. so, so, so each year, John, we do we do this game. I think this is okay. probably five or six years running, where okay. I read off a, a name, and the, the 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 rules are very simple. You have to guess whether what I said is the name of a firework that you can actually buy online right now. Are you saying or, you can buy them online, or you just see them on the manufacturer's website? Yeah, because that changes things. Because buying <laughs> online, like right. you're talking about interstate commerce available fireworks. That's These anything. are ones that I fa- I don't know if they're coming from China. I didn't look. I didn't ask. On the dark okay, web. that's like, true. Dark. Yeah, yeah I said I'm. But this is an actual product. The point being that this is a verifiable actual product. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah. These are ones I just made up, and these are all actual band names. So how it works is you get a name. You got to tell me indie rock band or firework. What what you think it is? Isn't it band or album name? Yeah, yeah, or or so it can be the band, or it can also right. be an album okay. name. All right, okay. I'll be the scorekeeper. Um, real quick, is there like does do you still have the work cited page? Is there links, or are, you, are we just trusting you on this? 
You can try. I will say I will leave links to where I found all these on the podcast. If you don't believe me, yeah, check I'll, the podcast I'll leave links. Page. People, these are verifiable because some of these people, like I remember one year, one of the fireworks was called Grounds for Divorce. And I was like, that would be an awesome mini rock band name. But it was also Sweet Fireworks, which I bought on the dark web. So if you want to buy these, I'll leave a link to where I found them. There you all go. Right. There you go. And I'll be the scorekeeper. All right. Uh, who should go first? I think I think the the new guy should go first. Yeah, John, all please. Right. John, John's up first. Take it away, Jesse. All right, all right, all right, John. The first selection is Thunder Dreamer. Uh, is Thunder Dreamer band, no, a no band or? Band. Oh, you said band. Yeah. Yep. You are correct. Thunder Dreamer. Round one Woo. goes to John. There you Thunder go. Dreamer. All right, Eddie. Uh, <laughs> bump bear, bump <laughs> bear, bump bear. Interesting. I'm it. Uh, everything in me says band, but I'm gonna go firework Ooh. because I feel like I got a word from the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we got ourselves a ball game. He, you are correct. <laughs> I really trickled out on Lord there because I wasn't. I was uncommittal to the joke. Well, L O R D E. It was the yeah, musician yeah, you're yeah, referring yeah, to. Yeah. When yeah. We got our ball game. A word from the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> all, right. all right, all right, John. Backyard perfection. Come Backyard on, man. Backyard perfection. Be, that's got to be a firework. Uh-uh. No. You are correct, sir. That is a firework. It's a firework. <laughs> Just trying to get in your head. Yeah, Just yeah. trying to get in your head. That'd be a that'd be a good rap album name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Backyard perfection. Um, okay, Eddie. Um <laughs> Piranha Panic. Ooh. Piranha <laughs> Panic. Indie rock band. One of my that favorites. That is a firework. Oh, you have lost no. your touch, my friend. Oh, man. <laughs> this is uncool. I feel like I feel like this is gonna be like I think I feel like you're trying to trick us. Like one of them's gonna be like Literally, take a match and light a wick and light and send this thing up in the air for it to explode. It's a band. Yeah, yeah. It's Lena Dunham's boyfriend's new band. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So the score is John Chris two, Eddie Coffold's one. All right. It's gonna heat. It, it's gonna heat up here. It's gonna heat up here. John, the fifth state of consciousness. Come on, that's a, a a band would never have something that like they would have it more ironic than that. It was oh, like that, I could I could see that being like a metal band, but for sure not an indie band. That's a firework. That is the album by Peaking Lights and Indie Rock. Dang band. It. Oh. <laughs> oh man, I'm so confident. T- I told you guys it's getting tough here. All right, all right, Eddie. Night Jewel. Night Jewel. <laughs> that was actually my high school it's, nickname. It's tricky. <laughs> But I'm going to go with, I mean, it feels like the obvious answer is firework, but I feel like you're being tricky because you're pretty clever at this game. That's what I'm saying. So what's your guess? I'm just staring at you. I can see him in the Skype line. <laughs> He's I'm, trying to do poker. Trying. He's trying to read you. Indie rock band, Jesse Carey. It is an indie rock band. Did you say that? Oh, hey, it's man. weird that you said you're trying to read my poker face because the next one for John is poker face. Weird. Oh. And I can't see you, so this is unfair. He's got us kind of a dumb smirk like he does the whole show. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, kind, of, it's kind of a solid look. Oh, man. Okay, Poker Face is a firework. You are correct. Eddie, yes. John is beating you, he I think, right three now. To, three to two, but you can tie it up right here. Yeah, I'm not worried. This next one's worth ten. Keep going. Loud cloud. <laughs> Hold on. Let, hey, can I? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to convince you with what I think it is to, to help sway La- your Loud answer. cloud. Loud cloud. John, L- loud. go ahead. Because I already think know the answer, it. but I'd love to hear what you have to say. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Loud cloud. That's going to be an ex- explosion in the sky. So you're thinking that has to be a firework. But right. think about the questioning. It's ironic. 
So he's going to try to switch it the other way, but then he's going to try to reverse Jenkins you back. Yeah. He's doing a double. So yeah. that's for sure. It's a, a double, it's a double reverse. But you also got to think if I'm trying to jinx you too. <laughs> There's a lot of deep psychology, gamesmanship going on right now. This is Bill Belichick jacking up the injury report is what is happening. My Barnabas just texted me and he assured me that it is a firework. Loud cloud is in fact... A firework. Wow. <laughs> I, oh, man. Tie game. never lies to Tie me. game. Three to three. Wow. Now, John, okay. you get okay. this one. Okay. How about this? How about this, John? <laughs> yeah. Look blue, go purple. Ooh. Say it again. Say it again. Look blue, go purple. Could you use it in a sentence? <laughs> <laughs> Is look blue, go purple an indie rock band or a firework? <laughs> While at the South Carolina line, I bought a case of look blue, but go purples. <laughs> <laughs> or hey, did you check out the new Look Blue Go Purple album? Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's blowing up. Uh, oh, that would work oh, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look Blue Go Purple. The new Look Blue up. Go Purple is blowing up. That's your sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again. Look Blue. Look Blue Go, go purple. purple. Oh man, that's got to be a firework. That is an indie rock oh, band. Oh, 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 it is no. all tied up. <laughs> no, no, no. He's up. For, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. It is still three to three, but now you can take this the lead This is my right sole now. moment of competition a year. I bail out of all of the men's retreat stuff. I don't play basketball, yeah. flag football. No badminton. This is okay. it. Okay. Yeah. All right, Eddie. Yeah. Sharks. <laughs> Sharks. Oh, please. That's now, impossible. I have a question. I want to... Are both, yeah. is both an appropriate answer? No. No, the no there's no trick ones this year. Because I can't believe that there's not an indie rock band called Sharks and that there's not also a firework called Sharks. I want to light off the firework called Sharks. That yeah. would be awesome. It sounds like a cool fire, but I'd also listen to an, I'd also listen to a band called Sharks. I'm going to be honest there too. Which I believe it is. I believe it is a band called Sharks. I think you're being. It's tough. a firework. You know nothing. <laughs> oh. you know wow. No, you know nothing. We're still tied. <laughs> All right, all right, John. It's okay. Grapes over vineyard. Grapes over vineyard. Oh, that's okay. an easy a one. Fire. I feel like first of all, I'm trying to channel the 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 life that a firework namer right. would have. Absolutely <laughs> right. <laughs> like who's in charge of naming things? And right. this guy. Yeah. First yeah. of all, it, he if he does drink, it's not wine. It's for sure Coors Light. <laughs> no, it's it's moonshine. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm gonna go with that's a that's an indie band. That yeah. is a firework. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> right, because right. an indie band, it would have been grapes over a vineyard. Just grapes uh, over it, vineyard. I believe was dropping. Yeah, that was a problem. All right, with, we're we're gonna okay. We're gonna do. Uh, let's do two more each. Or well, no, 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 no. You got to give Eddie a matching round. Okay. Okay, and then yeah. we'll move. Well, then we'll move then to we'll like the, yeah, the deciders. Okay, this is yeah. tiny, you're gonna give, tiny you're gonna vipers. Give Eddie, Eddie, like bottle rocket. Like oh, because <laughs> right now it's three three, and you could uh, close out the first round uh, with okay. a lead if you with if you win. get this. Here we go. And this All right, last Eddie, two. tiny vipers. Ooh, tiny vipers. Is it tiny viper or tiny vipers? Plural vipers. Tiny vipers. Ooh, that's I want that one. to be a I want that to be a band, but I feel like that's also a pretty rad firework. I think band. it's one of those those black pellets that you light it and it just kinda grows into a snake slowly oh, and it's super disappointing because you buy it at the supermarket. Dude, I'm gonna go with that. I'm swayed. I think it is a firework. That's an indie rock band. Dude. <laughs> 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 we are terrible at this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You All guys right, both right, got three and missed three. So it is tie right so now. We're, we're doing so, great. So what it, <laughs> 
<laughs> John, ab- uh, uh, abysmal thoughts. Abysmal what was, thoughts. What was that game I nailed last time? Like a Left Behind book or something like yeah, that? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> yeah. all the Christian nostalgia stuff. Abysmal yeah. thoughts. We found we found your weak spot, which is which is dark web fireworks. Abysmal thoughts is actually the name of John Chris Instagram stories. Abysmal. <laughs> <laughs> your your Barnabas just puts his hand on your knee and just says abysmal thoughts. Hey man, I just it's, it's, I just posted and it's just dark. Uh, <laughs> abysmal thoughts mm-hmm. gotta be that's gotta be a uh, dude this is this is too hard <laughs> so if you think about it you want it to be a band because it feels like it's a band of course yeah but then no, you're hey, like stop talking get out of my then, head. but then you're like it's a little too on the nose for a band right. and it probably is just sort of like a like I love it's like a clever firework namer trying to be like clever, but he's yeah. not. Like, it, but it's not a good name. But it's just like, oh, well, I guess those are words. <laughs> it's like it's like the firework namer is like he's like getting older and he's kind of passed it down to his son, but he's not ready to take over yet. <laughs> right. But he's starting. He starts to try. But the son has the so like, abysmal is like a big word for him. Yeah. The son yeah, has the like, uh, for- the word of the day screensaver on his Mac, yeah. and it's like abysmal. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's like, yeah. I'm taking this company in a new direction. Oh, I know, like guys who love fireworks, they have abysmal thoughts. That'd be cool. Let's do that. Yeah. Abysmal thoughts. Pretty clear uh, that I'm it's gonna a go firework. With, uh, I'm going to go with a uh, band. Too bad. You're right. It's an album by a band called <laughs> The Drums. So you're Thank totally you. right there okay. in the rock category. Hey, <laughs> a- a- so how, what's the score right now, Cameron? Well, right now, because John's gone one more time than Eddie, it's four to three. They've both. So, so if Eddie gets this wrong, John gets the game. So we're going to do this one and then one more. Yeah, so 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 then the, you can't walk this off quite yet. Yeah, okay. It's a boy. It's a boy. It's a boy. It's a boy. Firework. Nailed it. It's a Nailed blue firework. It. All right, we're tied. Last round. Here we go. All right, all right, John. Is this one question for the whole thing? It's sudden death. Oh, this yeah. is just like when that one guy was about to uh, like the sports. You were talking about it earlier. Yeah. All right, ready? Phaser days. One, <laughs> two, no, 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 three. no, we get to think first. Well, hold on, is it oh. so? Is it going to be one, two, three? Say it. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. one, two. Okay, okay. So, so, so you get a time. You are, your deliberations. Phaser, phaser days. days. Phaser I'm, days. I'm ready. Wait, is it with a? Is it? Is it? It's all one F-A, word. Too. Is it F A Z F A Z E space R space D A Z Y? Phase her. It's graphic no, with a it's ph. F-A, it's all one word. F A Z E R D A Z E. Phaser days. There you go. Phaser days. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, so right, it's going to be right, one, ready? two, three, say it. Yeah. Okay, yep. one, two, three, say it. Indie rock band. band. They both said band. All right, it was the both. Band. You are both correct. <laughs> okay, yeah. next one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. This one, we just got, this one, we just got to go. We can't do all the deliberation. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm nervous. You got to get a little deliberation, a little bit. Terrible night. I'm ready. Terrible, Terrible night. night. You ready? Okay. You're both ready? I'm ready. Yep. Three... Two, oh. one, say it. Firework. Oh, we got a difference. Oh, okay. Firework and band. Okay. Firework or band. Okay. What is it? Roll, please. <laughs> Terrible night. And the champion is ring. a firework. Yes. Yes. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, man, I just barely kept, kept the crown. Terrible was, night yeah. as a firework. Yeah, oh, that yes. was not a good year I don't, for me. I don't want to know what caused them to name it that. What happened? Oh, but, that was yeah. just a, that was a journal I entry. Got the, the guy, the like, firework engineer, I read the backstory. It's pretty tragic. He died. Okay. <laughs> the so UPS driver was never the same yeah. again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, in here, in case you're wondering, the rest of the fireworks were absolute evil, dark matter, moody blue, deadly ground, Excalibur, Purple Storm, Fire Her Up, and Living Dead. The bands I had left were Croatian Army, Moon, Moon Duo, <laughs> Tiger's Jaw, Dream Car, Pale Hound, Slow Dancer, Of the Dark Light, Precious Ark, and... So you want to be an outlaw. I literally oh. would have bet that you got your list backwards. Like those all sounded like fireworks. That's that was impo- oh, that's, no. a, that's yeah. an impossible game. That's amazing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that'll do it for this year's uh, episode or edition of Indie Rock Band or Firework. Worst jingle ever. I would also like to say that people on Twitter may point out that I think I lost one of those years, but they are incorrect and there is no proof. So continue on. <laughs> There's no archives on the internet to nope. go back and, and check. And even the archives have been tampered. Believe me, there is no <laughs> All tape. All right, stay tuned. Up next, your feedback. Looking for resources for a deeply formed spiritual life? Fuller Studio offers podcasts, videos, stories, and more curated from the scholarship of Fuller Seminary's world-class faculty. Listen as President Mark Laberton reflects on wisdom with radio host Krista Tippett. Watch director Martin Scorsese discuss his Christian faith with Professor Cutter Calloway. Read rich reflections on evangelical interfaith dialogue. All this and more available to use freely for any purpose. Explore now at fuller.edu studio. That's fuller.edu studio. What I'm supposed to be I'm not entranced by your Listening to Bros, I think It's B-R-O-S, all capital That's about right Or it could be Bros It might be Norwegian <laughs> um, The song is Tell Me Tell me what your name is say. How you say your name Tell me how you say your name Okay, it's time for your feedback. Uh, I wasn't part of last week's show, and I refused to listen to it, so I don't even know what y'all's question was. It says the <laughs> question was, what are your best ideas for improving Shark Week? Mm-hmm. Oh, you went on a Shark Week rant? Oh, I'm glad I missed yeah, that one. Yeah, you didn't miss it. Hey, Michael Phelps, <laughs> because I had big news, and in case you missed it, Michael Phelps announced he's racing a shark for on Shark Week. <laughs> and we proposed that he was probably going to tap into the Naked and Frayed audience and both the shark and Michael Phelps will be conducting the race in the news oh to heighten the whole thing. So. Yeah. There you go. All right. So what are your best ideas for improving Shark Week? You guys hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. You also posted on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Here are a few of our favorites. <laughs> okay, Trenton said if Michael Phelps loses to the shark, yeah. they should mark they should make the shark race Usain Bolt on land just to put the shark in its place. <laughs> I listen, when I speaking of sharks and land, uh and, and when we were in Jamaica, we went to this thing and we went to a I what I would I would venture to say was a highly unregulated uh, sea park or like a sea world oh, on, in no, Jamaica. Those are my favorite. Highly unregulated. Uh, it's called Dolphin Cove and the things that they were making the dolphins do, I, I didn't agree with and we didn't participate but there was this one thing that came with our package. We could kayak, we did little things like that but then they're like, oh, also you can hold a shark 
And we looked yeah. over and there was this little area where there's these two workers and you could get in the water and they kind of like handed you this limp five foot shark. It was like one of those bottom feeder sharks with like, you know, kind of looks like a sucker fish kind of. Yeah. And like you would hold this 80 pound thing and they take a picture of you. Like they bring it out of the water. Like they would like you, you were in the water, like waist deep. It's suffocating while you're basically, getting yourself in. And then like, and then I was looking when there wasn't a line cause there wasn't really a line and the workers had to like sit there in the water and hold the sharks. Like they just had to hold them so they didn't swim away, you know? So if, if somebody Jeez. wanted to come up and hold it, I'm going this, there's no way that this is nice to the sharks, but yeah. anyway, they would like bring the sharks out of the water and you could get your picture with it. Well, like I brought this up last week that um, but you just gave me a new idea that, you know, for a couple of years, Shark Week was all about shows that where people would go down and punch sharks in the face. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. Like just to kind of show like, hey, if you ever like they acted like it was educational, like hey, if you're ever attacked by a shark, just punch it in the face to show you it works. We're going to put this guy down there and he's just going to wail in on these things. <laughs> like, See what happens. Like, yeah. yeah. Could you imagine if they did that to any other wildlife, if they just went out there and there's like a baby gazelle and it's like, okay, we're going to see what happens when we punch it in the face. Oh, guess what? It repelled it. What did you think was going to happen? You went oh, into its habitat, walked up to it, and punched it right I mean, in the face. Listen, I think if you walked up to a lion and punched it in the face, you're done. I yeah, but what I'm saying is, it. if you want to make your Caribbean experience cool, yeah. you drug some great whites where they're too sedated, which I'm assuming those sharks I were that you were say, holding. Though they were and laying there kind of limp. They looked heavily sedated. I don't know I how you sedate go, a I shark. I want a box of sedated great white on vacation. That's what I want to do. I want to go into his waters and just box him. And obviously he's heavily drugged, so nothing will happen. But I need to be a two, thing, two things. One, one, this is basically what you missed last week. Oh, okay. Just a lot of that. Okay. Okay. Second thing, I want to say something really honest about feedback here. Okay. Um, I just read all the feedback uh-huh. and uh, we have the best listeners and we the old friends on that feedback. Yeah, there's nothing else to read. Okay, gotcha. well, okay. we're good. I will say the shark need, need the Corbin who said shark week needs a rodeo and you get some cowboys strapped on the back of a great white. I it's there's no scientific value in that, but I would if that was on TV, there is no way I would not watch it. <laughs> There you go. Okay, well that'll do it for last week's feedback. <laughs> I mean, I'm just moving on. Moment of honesty. A little, little cl- palate cleanser now. We're good. Moving Let's the move show on. forward. All yeah. right. Okay, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. Uh, first of all, uh, we had we you know off offline we we deliberate and a little behind the scenes action here. Uh, one of the one of the primary questions of the week that people were advocating for, I won't name who, yeah. was uh, what's your white guilt holiday recommendations? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I, I thought we were going to pass on that one. <laughs> Yeah, because we um, love Thanksgiving. Yeah. You don't want it wrecked. <laughs> That's all. It would wreck Thanksgiving. That's right. Oh, my goodness. Um, no, uh, we were thinking back about the uh, the old churchman's retreat. Oh, yes. So we want to know from you ways to improve. Almighty the- fortress. That's how they sing. It's always like down an octave. Oh, that's right. Right. Because yeah. they, they, have- they finally don't have to like key it up for like the mid range voice. They're just. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, well, that, that break, again, and I know I said this before, but the most annoying thing about growing up like in the evangelical church where they used to do the thing where they would be like, the worship leader would be like, okay, guys follow him, women follow us. The guys would intentionally, like when it was like the, the whole church is singing all. Oh, love 
all power, more of you. And my. Oh, so then it's like, dude. now it's like, okay, all the guys, and they're like, more, more love, <laughs> more power. Like, more of you. Like, they're not trying. They're just saying normally. But every guy's like looking down the row, like, it's just uh, us guys. You know that, right? You got to carry it. Do it. Don't do the yeah. low key. Even if you're a tenor, push yourself. Push yeah. yourself deep. Yeah. Every guy in the row is judging you. You don't want to. Because if, if there's one voice out there in the congregation during the men's part that's like more love everyone's looking around who's that who's showing us up right now like, right and the one guy like me who's just dropping like a little high third harmony on top of it it's like you get out of you. here you save yeah. it you yeah. save it. All right. So how, we want to know your ideas for improving or maybe reinventing the church men's retreat. What would make it more epic and what would make you want to go maybe? And I got to say, there's like half of the listeners have been like, well, I'm a, I'm a woman. Right. Still, I feel like you could help us. I th- well, yeah, maybe we, we need, need fresh eyes. I think the problem is we have been solely thinking of the ideas and we don't get much past like running around and eating meat. <laughs> so would love... <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, so hit us up on uh, the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com or you can tweet us at Relevant Podcast and let us know uh, epic ways to improve the churchman's retreat. Uh, many thanks to this episode sponsors for making the show possible. Uh, remember, you can go to graphicstock.com slash relevant creator to start downloading and get started today. Um, uh, for, they'll do a seven day free trial. You can download whatever you want at graphicstock.com slash relevant creator. And also ZipRecruiter. You can go to Zip recruiter.com slash relevant to post jobs on zip recruiter for free. Um, also thanks to our guests, uh, cold war kids for joining us. You can follow them on Twitter at cold war kids and their new album is LA divine. If you Google LA divine, you're going to get John Chris, um, geo cities page from, yeah. from <laughs> two, 1997. Yeah, and it's yeah. actually pretty disturbing. <laughs> it's very disturbing. <laughs> like this is way before John had figured out his brand and it yeah. is uh, now I just kind of stick in one lane. Yeah, but it was yeah. a real problem. <laughs> hey, the new issue of relevant is out now. It's our July, August issue. Lecrae's on the cover. It's a hard hitting, um, a conversation with him about, the pushback he's been getting um, around his activism. It's about, and also he talks about his new album. Yeah. Uh, every single he releases is hitting the top of the charts. We're all excited about it. Um, uh, Tony Hale's in the new issue. Um, Cold War Kids, like we mentioned. Jay. Uh, Alt J. Uh, we look at uh, uh, this is a great piece on augmented reality. Uh, we tackle climate change and what that means for Christians. You, um, is it Eugene Peterson? Eugene right. Peterson's yeah, in the yeah. issue. Yep, a lot of it's stuff. All happening. Lots of good stuff. Was that Check the guy? You, was it Eugene Peterson? <laughs> it was not Eugene Peterson. Yeah. I did not play poker with a blue mm, joke telling yeah. Eugene Peterson. Yeah, you would not believe. Yeah, it was. I mean, shocking. I, it wasn't even. It was beyond offense. Just shocked me to the core. That Go check day. out the new issue. It's out now. Uh, you can find it at relevantmagazine.com. You can view the whole thing. You can also subscribe while you're there. And it's also a, a new stands nationwide. A lot of Barnes and Nobles and others. Uh, check it out. We'd love the support. And I think you like the issue. Uh, also, thanks to John Christ for joining us uh, for the whole show. Uh, yeah, you man. can follow him on Twitter at John B. Christ. You can also follow him on Instagram to follow those stories um, at uh, John B. Christ as well. You can find out his tour dates at John Christ comedy.com. And also you can Google LA divine. If you want. I'm going to take this. Uh, I'm going to take the, um, 
the payment you guys have given me, and uh, I'm going to tithe a lot. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, okay. the children of the world are going to benefit. I'm glad it's in my hands, so I can and benefit all the children. <laughs> Not yeah, just and me, and but and people. Then, all yeah, I'm going to go out for a meal, and I'm going to make a real show of this prayer. I mean, every, I'm holding. Hand, I'm making everyone in the restaurant. So I, no one's taking one more bite till every head out, every head is bowed, every eyes closed, and you get those that, that alcohol out of here. Right Don't par- party's over. Don't you Party's dare over. touch that pizza shooter. You sh- you shut your eyes and you pray to the Lord. <laughs> All right. And then I'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Eddie Koffel. I'm Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. John Christ. We'll see you guys next week. for listening to The Relevant Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Check out other shows from The Relevant Podcast Network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And while you're there, browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store. Make sure to subscribe to Relevant Magazine. Info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe. What should I do? All I knew, I couldn't wait one more night. Shocking. Uh, it wasn't even, it was beyond offense, just shocked me to the core.